There's a version of spirituality crafted by capitalism, decorated in shiny crystals and perpetuated by Instagram influencers. And then there's a version of spirituality that our ancestors practiced that fostered deep rememberings and activations of the heart, earth, and stars. House of Enlightenedhood is a New Earth cooperative holding a frequency that rewilds spirituality and brings it back to what it was meant to be about all along. Our innate connection with the divine. Oh, and love. Lots of love. I'm Lena Lemos, your host and founder of House of Enlightenedhood. Thank you for joining me on this podcast as we explore the expansiveness and the messiness of reclaiming the human spiritual experience. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you beautiful souls. I can't believe that this is episode 99. 99 episodes, which means that next week we will have reached triple digits. And in a week that has felt like such a struggle and in a week where I'm constantly wondering, why am I doing this again? Am I crazy? I don't think I can go on anymore. I am burnt out. All the things we say when we're on our knees in those moments, those cyclical moments, the lowest moments before we rise again. I think reflection and feeling proud of how far we've come can always help. So I thought today on episode 99, I would share the top three things that I wish I would have known when I started this path three years ago. I think it's so easy to have expectations for what we think this path is going to look like or who we think we're going to become as we change and we heal and we evolve. And I have found that that's not the case. I could never imagine in a million years when I set out to do the first episode of this podcast in April of 2019 that it would lead me here to this very moment and I see so many people waking up and being so lost and I think we can attribute that to so many things one being the paradigm of spirituality that we're waking up into that tells us that we need all these things and that we're unworthy and we have this ladder to climb and it's exactly like the paradigm that we're trying to get out of and another is that there's just so much noise and so many paths to take and so many things to heal and it can feel so overwhelming. So my hope is that this episode can really help bring you back home to yourself to to get rid of the noise and really help you remember that you are completely capable of doing this work and you are so brave for doing this work and this path, this path to awakening, to rediscovering our soul, it is, it is so hard. It is so hard. And I'm constantly in awe of the ways that it continues to just <laughs> rip me wide open raw. And then the ways it continues to just give me this euphoria of understanding in the universe and the ups and downs and the roller coasters of that. So if you feel like giving up right now too, please just know that you got this. 
the seasons will change. Everything will shift. These are just moments and to just give yourself so, so much compassion. So the first thing I wrote these down, the first thing I wish I would have known, which is kind of what I was just saying, is that healing takes time. It takes so much time. It is not linear. We are going to go through seasons of ebbs and flows. I think the capitalistic version of spirituality often sells us this idea that, oh, take this one masterclass and you can quit your nine to five job and, you know, make six figures or here, take this certification and then you can step into all of your gifts or have this one crystal to open your third eye or just, you know, invest in yourself and it will unlock everything for you. And I think what all of that capitalistic surface level exchanges of spirituality fail to acknowledge is the true, deep, painful healing work that must happen in order for us to even get to a place to feel worthy of those things, to be able to access those things. I know many of you have heard me say this before, but I like to equate our heart space to being a hoarder's living room. So think about all the boxes of shit and trauma and experiences that we just have piled up in there from that one time that someone in elementary school said something mean to us or that abusive relationship or the trauma about our body and the the way that we feel about ourselves and the shame and the guilt and the fear is all stacked up with piles and piles of shit. And what the healing work is, is going through, sifting through those boxes piece by piece by piece so that you can slowly realize, oh, hey, there's a living room under here. Oh, wait, there's a whole neighborhood under here. Oh, wait, there's a whole universe under here. And I am such a big advocate that so much of our spiritual gifts understanding and awareness all come from our heart space. So that healing, that unpacking, those going back to the roots of why we believe this, why we feel this way, why the access to certain gifts might be blocked, it takes a lot of time to unpack. Many of us, if not all of us, don't have all day to just sit around and go inward and heal. Sometimes we might have 30 minutes in a meditation or two hours on a Sunday afternoon. This is a slow, slow process and that's okay. It is okay to take your time. It is okay that you didn't immediately decide you were going to be spiritual and the next day step into all your gifts or decide that you were going to start the healing path and immediately know where to even start. It takes time And it takes a learning, a relearning of who you are, your own body, your own energy field, your own experiences, being able to sit with that and fully look at it. It takes time. And I always quote this. I always, always quote this Ben Fold song, but it's just so true where he says, time takes time. Time takes time. And especially here on the earth plane, I think the current version of spirituality also sells this idea of like manifest this, manifest that, do this, do that. You're worth this. And yes, of course, you are absolutely worthy and you are absolutely capable of doing all of those things. 
but again, what it fails to address is all the things that are standing in the way of that and how we truly have to feel about ourselves and how we have to truly surrender and let go to the process to allow that to happen. So please just know that it's okay for things to take their time. It's okay. I've been working towards this dream to build this organization, to step into myself for three years. Three years it has taken me to get to this place. And I know I have so much further to go and I look forward to that journey. But please know it's not an overnight thing. It's not something that happens in a few months. Yes, there can be huge, enormous changes that you feel within yourself and the way that you view your world. But we are still unpacking those boxes. We still have to take that time to truly look at it. Think of it as if you're in a car and you have your foot to the pedal at all times. And that's what our current paradigm teaches us is like hustle, 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 do the work, do the work, do the work, right? But our true state of being, our true, our true nature is rest and stillness and to take a pause. So if you're just plowing through what you think is the healing work, with your foot on the gas, full throttle, sure, you might be breaking down barriers. You might be moving forward. But did you actually stop to see if you still have the bumper on your car? Did you actually stop to fill your car back up with gas? Did you stop to rest overnight at a hotel? Constantly moving and pushing forward isn't the same thing as actually integrating what we're healing and that integration part takes a lot of time we need that time to pause and take a step back and to allow everything that we've been healing and releasing and looking at to to settle within our being our body and our physical body is so much denser than our energetic body so Yeah, we can come to this self-realization and we can release this energy, but then our body has to catch up. So it's this constant ebb and flow, as is everything, between our energetic body and our physical body. Our physical body is shifting as our energetic body is, but the body takes a lot longer because it's a lot denser and things happen a lot slower here on the earthly plane. That's why when we're manifesting visualizations and manifestations can only go so far, but they have to materialize in a certain way in this physical world. And that takes time. So the first thing that I wish I would have known at the beginning of my journey is that it takes time and that's okay. And that's the beauty of the journey is the perseverance and continuing to choose yourself and show up to heal yourself every single day day. So number two of what I wish I would have known at the beginning of my journey is to stop overthinking everything. Oftentimes the answer or what we feel like is so out of our reach or what we don't know, we know. And it's right here. It's just the fact that we've been overlooking it the entire time. Most of the time it is right under our nose. And I see this so often with the women that I'm working with is that we feel like we have all these gifts or this next chapter to step into that we don't know. But we do know. We do know. And we've been called to it already and it's already within our hearts. So before I started Sisters of Sirius, 
I had been working on my channeling, my energy healing, my my intuition and reading people, all of those things for almost a year and a half behind closed doors. And I remember saying to my mentor, I feel like something's just right here. It's right here and I have no idea what it is or how to grasp it. And it's so interesting the way that it manifested with Farah is that now I'm doing all of these gifts and all of these things that I've been planning and practicing. Now I'm doing them all with her and the way that we're running our circles with Sisters of Sirius and the way that I'm showing up with the in the world and stepping into myself. And so those things that light us up, those things that we don't consider spiritual gifts or life purpose or a path, those are often the things that are. They are. We've just overlooked them because they feel so easy. They feel so simple. They don't feel like gifts. Our current paradigm of spirituality has put spiritual gifts into itty bitty Claire boxes, right? We have clairvoyance, clairsentience, you know, claircognizance, and we think that our gifts or the way that we experience our own gifts have to fit into these boxes. And if they don't, then they're not gifts or they're not worthy of sharing with the world or they're not worthy of serving the collective with. And I would like to sit here and call bullshit on all of that because we are so much more than that. And there's actually a video I put out and I'll link it if you're watching the video version here, up here, or over here, wherever, I don't, I don't know where that goes, um, <laughs> about are you a, sp a spiritual healer? Because I think we're all healers, and we all have gifts to share, and I think we've just been conditioned to believe that they have to exist a certain way, or show up, or manifest, or be expressed a certain way within us, when really, our true gifts are what light us up. Our true gifts are how we are serving the world through joy. How I serve is I love going into the realms of the universe and exploring past lives and ancient lands and connecting with ascended masters and cosmic beings. And I love being able to activate people and their rememberings and learning more about the expansiveness of their soul. Exploring those things is so fun to me. It does not feel like work. It does not feel like I'm using my gifts. It's just something I have access to. And if I could all day, I would just sit and meditate and travel the universe and learn all the things and come back and share it, which is what I'm doing now, I guess. But for you, that might be outside in nature or working with plant medicine or gardening or connecting people or art or music. It is so easy to overthink what our gifts are and how they might feel. And social media also makes that really hard because we see all these people and, you know, the not only the aesthetics of spirituality, but what people are putting out there. It can be really easy to see people on Instagram and instantly compare ourselves to, to what they're doing and what we perceive their gifts are. But what if their gifts feel exactly the same as yours? You're just perceiving that they're further along or better than you. It's just that they're showing up and sharing them in a specific way. And so I think it's really easy to get in our own heads in the way of 
how we perceive our gifts and how we can serve and how we can step into what our purpose, even though I think that word's bullshit, because I believe our purpose is just to be present and find joy and love. How can we act with more love and intention and do things that light us up? So your purpose is to find what lights you up and to just be so consumed with that that you're just in a bliss bubble of the universe. (laughs) So stop overthinking that your next step is some far-reached thing that you have no idea how to get to because it's right there. It's right in front of you. You already know you're just doubting yourself and you're doubting that it's not enough. And I promise, I promise you that it is absolutely 1000% enough. So the last thing that I wish I would have known on this path when I started is that life is too short to not be our full selves, to not be able to express our full selves, to not feel safe in all that we are, no matter how weird or how silly, or how crazy we think it is. And that has truly been my mission of House of Enlightenedhood. I selfishly built it for me as a safe space to to be able to share what I'm receiving, to be able to share how I see the world, and not only to be able to share that, but know that it's happening in a safe space, know that it's happening in a non-judgmental space, and know that I'm going to be fully seen by others who will uplift me and support me. I know how lonely this path can be. I know how isolating this path can be. Believe me, there's people I'm sure in my life right now who see the transformation that I've had in the past three, four years and most likely think that I have lost it, that I am completely insane. But the more people that I talk to and begin to share myself with outside of the spiritual community, you realize that we're all kind of going through those same things. We're all hiding parts of ourselves. We're all worried about being judged or being seen. And life's too short to give a fuck about that. I saw a quote on Instagram last week that was like, we've spent too much time seeing ourselves through others who never saw us. And that just hit me so deeply to my core. And I know how easy it is to internalize the way that people see us and view us. And that's truly one of the most harrowing. And I use the word harrowing because it really is. It's just like a punch to the gut. And it is so hard to let go of at times to know that we have absolutely zero control over how other people see us, how other people view us, what they think of us. And no matter how much that is a projection of their own shit, it is so hard not to take that personally. It is so hard not to internalize that and know, oh, I must not be this or that, or I must not be as loving or great as I thought I was because this person thinks this about me. And I know how easy it is to get caught up in that. But life is too short to hide parts of yourselves. Has anyone seen Turning Red on Disney Plus? That whole movie is about learning to embrace 
the loud, eccentric, weird, you know, almost fantastical parts of ourselves that others may think is crazy or too much or totally out there. But that's when we can feel truly free. That's when we can feel truly at peace knowing that we are exactly who we are. Knowing that we are showing up every day as ourselves. We're not trying to be anything else and that we don't have to try to be anything else. Why do we still feel like we have to show up a certain way on Instagram or when we haven't seen people in a long time and we have to put our peacock feathers up and you know puff up our chest and th this comparison culture or feeling like we have to impress other people. You don't have to impress anyone. And there is so much more peace and joy in knowing that you can relax, you can let your guard down, you can be all that you are and not have to try so hard. So much of my anxiety as a you know teenager into young adult was like, oh my God, what are people going to think about me if I don't have makeup on or don't wear this specific thing to this event? Like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to look like? And like, why do we care so much? Because first of all, the people who are judging you shouldn't be in your life anyway. They're not true supporters of you if they are judging you or talking behind your back. So let that shit go. Cut that cord. Say, I can love you from afar, but I deserve more than the way that you are treating me. And those people can only meet us as deeply if they've met themselves. So if they haven't done the work, that's just, again, a reflection of themselves. And secondly, most people only care about themselves. So when we think that they're judging us or thinking about us, most people are all up in their own shit and don't even care or notice anyway. So again, I know it is so hard to, to release those relationships. And I know we've all found as we go further down the, this path that those relationships kind of naturally fall away. But sometimes we really do have to cut that cord. And again, I would like to say that if you need a community, if you don't feel safe or have people that feel like see the true you, the the whole version of you, the spiritual version and the human version that don't see all of you and you don't feel safe to be able to express your gifts or ask questions about weird experiences or be curious about the mysteries of the universe without feeling judged. That is what House of Enlightenhood is for. House of Enlightenhood is a safe space for us all to be able to feel witnessed and supported in this journey. And I am just so grateful for the ways that this community is continuing to grow and that people are continuing to show up there. So I thought that I would lead by example in this. And I am so excited to share that I have opened my own sacred space at House of Enlightenhood called Lena of Light. And I'd like to give you the background story of that. So like I said before, I spend a lot of my time channeling, automatic writing, remote viewing, astral traveling, going to different places in the universe, receiving information. It's part of the work that Far and I do for Sisters of Sirius. And it's just so fun. It lights me up. It's my favorite way to spend the afternoon. And I 
kept receiving this one message that was Lena of Light. And the first time that it came through, I literally said, fuck you to the universe. (laughs) In meaning that Lena of Light, the idea of that was so triggering to me. It was so triggering, this idea of thinking First of all, to call myself that. And second of all, to embody whatever I thought Lena of Light was. And then it didn't stop. It just kept coming through and kept coming through. And then in this chapter that I feel like I'm closing out and starting a new one, I kept asking what are the next steps to take to to enter this next version of myself? And what I kept getting was you need to embody Lena of light. And so I really had to sit with this for weeks. For weeks, I sat with it. Because as you know, I've created a whole organization that upholds the principles of the new earth. And one of those being that I think we are all students and teachers. And this idea of being a spiritual influencer or a guru, it just, it doesn't sit right with me. And so my first initial reaction was that there was this pretentiousness or this idea that I thought I was better than everyone if I was stepping in to this idea of Lena of light. But the more I sat with it, the more I realized that there is so much that I know and that I receive on a daily basis that I'm not sharing and that it seems like a disservice to the collective and to my community to not be able to share these things. I have these gifts for a reason. We have these gifts so that we can serve. We have these gifts so that we can use them. And it's funny, I had a dream that I was giving this speech last night where I was saying how we have a responsibility to share them. And then I kind of took a step back and realized how I have been so scared of being judged. I have been so scared of not feeling like enough in stepping into that role or that I'm crazy and it's all in my head. And as soon as I put it out there, everyone's going to be like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, and we all have those fears. And so I had this meditation where I just felt like I was standing on the edge of a cliff I was like, well, I'm either going to get pushed off this cliff and fall and it's going to be really painful and uncomfortable or I'm going to jump gracefully and I'm going to consciously decide to jump. And so I jumped and in my meditation, I landed on the ground, kind of like Spider-Man I landed. And then I walked into this fog and there were all these beings there just congratulating me. And then to see all of your support as I announced it within the platform that I was opening this space, it just, it was just such a reminder and I hope a reminder for you that so much of those limiting beliefs, so much of those stories are all within our own heads, all based out of fear of judgment, 
But the world deserves to see all of us. The world needs all of us. And I hope this is your encouragement today too, to feel the fear and do it anyway, because there are going to be people to catch you. There are going to be people to support you and uplift you. And again, if you don't feel like there is anyone like that in your life, come join us at House of Enlightenhood. You will find hundreds of people from around the world willing to uplift you and support you on your journey because the world needs your light and the world needs all of you. So within my sacred space at House of Enlightenment, I'm going to be sharing all this wisdom that I am receiving. I'm also going to be doing channeling events in real time so you can come and ask questions about past lives, cosmic beings, and really fully just step into to who I truly am. And I feel like I've been hiding for so long. And those of you who have been here for a while, you've you've seen my journey of being like, I'm here. No, I'm hiding. I'm here. No, I'm too scared. And it's an ebb and flow. Again, at our summit a few weeks ago, the main theme was this idea of expansion and contraction and expansion and contraction. And that's truly the way the universe works because with each breath, we're doing that. It's always an expansion and a contraction. And that's how jellyfish swim, right? That's how they get to where they need to go is through that expansion and that contraction. And that too is how we continue to move further and further down our path. Even if it doesn't feel like we're moving forward, we are because with each contraction, and I'm saying this now for myself because I need to hear this more than ever, with each contraction, Next comes an expansion. So if you're feeling constricted, if you're feeling lost, if you're in your moment of darkness, know that the next season for you is light. And that's just the way that the universe works. So if you're not already a member of House of Enlightenment, or you would like to join Lena of Light to learn more about my work and all the things I will be sharing within there. I would also like to mention that it's all completely free. My love language and passion project is accessibility and making sure that we all have access to this wisdom and these tools and healing and community and everything moving forward at House of Enlightenment from events to workshops and master classes, as well as my channeled events are all going to be donation-based, pay what you can, because financial restrictions should never stand in the way of exploring our own soul. And that's what makes us a new earth community is reimagining the ways that we can support and serve each other. So the link to join the community will be in the description of this episode. And I really hope that you will join us as we make our way into the spring and summer of 2022. We are going to be opening more sacred spaces. So think of House of Enlightenment as the overarching umbrella. And then these sacred spaces are the, you know, within House of Enlightenment. So like I've said before on this podcast, the amazing Mari Vega just opened her woman's school, which is a nine month group based container. I have Lena of Light. My sister Far and I have a Sisters of Sirius container in there. 
Kelly, who was on this podcast a few weeks ago, and I just opened a Remembering Lemuria school to talk about the ancient land of Lemuria. And then in the spring, we are opening three more sacred spaces, which I will share with you at a later time and date. But I'm just so excited for the ways that we can all show up in one place and be nurtured in so many different ways because I feel like in our current technology age, it's so easy to feel like I have to go to this platform and then this platform and then that platform, but to have it all in one place, that is just what I'm all about is simplifying and being more intentional with the way that we are connecting and using technology. And so that's really what we're about here at House of Enlightenhood. And then we are also going to be growing out our network and our scholarship program as well as our cooperative. So our light cooperative is the heart and the engine of our platform and it is a collective of spiritual healers and entrepreneurs and thought leaders, teachers all coming together who co-invest in the platform. And so we meet on a bi-weekly basis to heal, connect, we do healing ceremonies, you know, just chat about our lives. And then our light cooperative members also have the ability to use our entire platform to host their own community or mystery school and also use our website to share blogs and really be the thought leaders of our community so we can truly co-create the new earth together. And then we are working on building out our scholarship program, which will not only help members of our community access events, but also help to connect them with members of our cooperative. So if someone in our community wants Reiki or an astrology reading, but doesn't necessarily have the financial means to do so, they can come to us. We can connect them with a member of our cooperative and help them cover the cost of those services. So again, accessibility, that's what we're all about. That's how we're transforming and evolving in 2022. And thank you. Thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for being here for 99 episodes. I still can't believe it. Next week for episode 100, I am bringing on my dear friend, Elizabeth, and we are going to talk about speaking your truth, using your voice, showing up as your most authentic, even though we both hate that word, self, because like I said, it's time. It's time for the world to see you. It's time to speak your truth. It's time to use your voice. It's time for the world to see all of you. It's time to be witnessed and seen. And we are here to hold you in all of that. Thank you so much for being here. I am I am just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. And I am sending you so much love and so much light. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to House of Enlightenhood. As always, I am so grateful for your support. If you enjoyed the show, please share it or leave a review or subscribe. A little bit goes a long way. You can find me, your host, Lena Lemos, over on Instagram at I am Lena Lemos or Enlightenedhood. But honestly, there is so much more going on within our spiritual cooperative platform than is happening on social media these days. Until next time, you beautiful souls. <laughs>